0: What's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Angry Jim Podcast, and tonight we have a special guest, the site expert of Octopus Thrower, a fan fan side sight, uh, Bob Herman. How are you feeling tonight, Bob?
1: Hey, Jim. How's it going? Thanks for having
0: me. Hey, thanks for coming on. It's a real treat to have you on. Um, I'm sorry.
1: You say that that now, Jim. We'll just see in a bit (laughs) if it's a
0: treat or not. Hey, lucky for you, the Flyers won both games this weekend. it would be a different story. Um, little bit like, of. A... Are you starting this lose
1: for Hughes stuff already? Like,
0: <laughs> Is that what you guys are saying?
1: Seconds. We're thirty seconds
0: in. <laughs> Is that what you guys are saying over there? Because I think uh, Flyers fans are saying the same thing, not just a couple weeks ago.
1: Oh, you're not losing for Hughes now, though. But yeah, no, that's like, that's the train they're pounding here. Like, let's go lose for Hughes. Blah blah blah, and yeah, that's fine and dandy, but like. There's no guarantee that you can even be finished last and you're going to land Jack Hughes, right? Like they've uh the the odds are not that way. Like they've tried to uh to avoid that league wide, right?
0: Right. And that's kind of what I was preaching to to our fan base over on Twitter. Um you know, even even when the Flyers won maybe four or five in a row, you still had guys saying, "Oh, lose for Hughes. What are they doing? They're messing everything up. They're they're going to go on this run and they're just going to miss the playoffs by a couple points, and they're going to screw themselves out of the top pick." But what people don't realize is, even if you finish dead last, you only have I think it's a 18% chance to to secure the first overall pick. Um, yeah. Not just a couple years ago, the Flyers lucked out and got the second overall pick, and I don't think they were that close to the bottom. Maybe. Ten, eleven spots away, but they were gifted basically. Nolan Patrick. So, and that
1: kid looks good. Like over the weekend watching him, he looks like he's shaping into something.
0: Yeah, and uh, and thank God because, I mean, Flyer fans were kind of losing uh, some pay. I mean, it, this is how just we are. I mean, I don't know how you guys are in Detroit, but it's a twenty-year-old kid, and, and guys are starting to lose patience with him. You know what I mean? Um, so critical. I, like, yeah,
1: everybody's so critical, right?
0: Right. Yeah. Like,
1: our first overall pick last year was sixth overall. He's 18 years old, Philip Adina. Uh
0: huh.
1: And our fan base wanted this kid thrown right into the fire.
0: That's an 18 year old uh, kid.
1: He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready for it, and he hasn't played yet. He's going to come up after the trade deadline, play a few games, get a taste, and then probably make this team next year. But, um,. He's a name to watch. Like, he's a highly touted. He's a scorer. He's a sniper. But his, his entire game wasn't rounded. Like, he was a one dimensional player, you know? And uh, our fan base wanted to just fire him in there like the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> and he, that's a, that's a, you laugh, but yeah, like, that's scary. Like, you fire a kid, a kid in there and expect him to produce. Um, and he was, he was he was not ready. So it was a good thing to let him go down and season a little bit, marinate a little bit and hope for the best moving forward.
0: And you know what? And I agree with that cuz I mean, I mean, you know all about. I mean, Detroit, Hockey City, right? Hockey Town. Um 18-year-old kid. I mean, I think back to what I was doing when I was 18 and you know, if to take that kind of uh you come into a a league like that and and you don't perform and you you, know, you start to hear all these negative things about you Whatever it is That could really take a toll on, on your confidence Make you question if, you know, if, Do you know what you're doing out there So I'm always a big uh, believer in, in letting a guy spend some time in the minors Like uh, Phil Myers came up against you guys tonight He was in the minors all year uh, People have been calling for him to come up All season long to replace Andy McDonald um, He was called up about a week ago he watched a couple games from the press box, and tonight he finally got in. I think he played just under 10 minutes. Um, yeah. But to to the opposite, uh, Nolan Patrick, the second overall pick, made the team right away. He was inserted into the lineup right away. Um, he, he started out slow. Uh, his rookie year, he really picked it up towards the end. And he started out this year slow again. And, and people were <laughs> – I mean, you're always going to have the people out there, oh, we should get rid of him. blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. can you can you imagine that second overall pick his second season? Let's trade him. Um, yeah. that's that's how ridiculous people can be, but I mean, even myself, I'm like, you know what? he's in a losing he's in a losing locker room. He's around the losing environment. Um he's not producing what what good can really come for him here at, um our minor league affiliate is the Lehigh Valley phantoms, and they're yep. they're doing okay. They're winning some games. I think they're second or third in their division. Um, I was an advocate for you know send him to the minors for a couple games, let him play with the Phantoms, let him be with a, a, a kind of a winning culture. This is still when they had uh, Scott Gordon down there, I believe. Um, yep. You know, let him coach him up a little bit, let him take all the positives from that from that experience and bring him back up.
1: Yeah, gain some confidence, come back up, right? Right. Try and, and implement that confidence at the NHL level, not not create it here because this silly when you're a kid and things aren't going right, you start gripping your stick a little bit tighter. Um, Absolutely. You know, you stop moving your feet, you start thinking too much, Absolutely. and uh, it can break you down, and like it's not good for young kids like 18. Like you said, what we were doing when we were 18, are you kidding me?
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, if somebody told you, you know, you had hundreds of people telling you how much you suck every night as an 18-year-old, could you imagine?
1: Yeah. Oh, no, I couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> It
0: was bad enough having 10 or 12. Like, I can't imagine thousands. He <laughs> took the words right out of my mouth, man. That's, that's yeah. funny. Um, yes, yeah, so, I mean, we can move along a little bit here. Um, so we, let's talk about the Red Wings for a little bit. So they're currently sitting seventh in the Atlantic. Uh, at the time when I typed this out, they were 23, 28, and 8. Uh, as it stands now, I believe they're 23, 29, and 8. Uh, 54 yeah. points, uh, a negative 29 goal differential. What, what, what do you see with this team? What, what kind of positives can you, can you kind of point out? I know it's tough when they're having a year like this. And, and what's the biggest reason for their struggles?
1: Well, the positives um, start with Dylan Larkin. And this kid kind of struggled. Like, he was a guy that we were just talking about. We, he got thrown in as a rookie, 18 years old. And he, he really responded well. He had a 23 goal season his rookie year, and he looked good. He was he started out on the wing. Um, Detroit likes to do that a lot with their young players. Um, now uh, they had Henrik Zetterberg, Franz Neal. They had veteran centers, reliable two way centers, so they could afford to move him to the wing. And uh, he he had a sophomore slump. This kid and people started like you said with Patrick. Not trade him, per se, but sort of, you know, second-guessing. And he struggled all year long. Um, and uh, Jeff Blaschel, the, the Wings head coach, decided last year they're going to move him back down the middle. Um, and he played really well. He, re- he rebounded. And this season, um, without Henrik Zetterberg around, he took it upon himself to take a few steps forward, and he is—he's turning into something. He, he shows up every night. He plays north of 22 minutes a night. Um, he's good in the face-off circle. Like he went from below 50% in the dot to around 54%. That's a big jump for a 22-year-old.
0: Hell yeah, that is.
1: And uh, he, like, he, they—they've got something in him. Um, so that being said. Uh, they have other young players coming. They're they're full of youth, um, and they're not used to that. Like they they are an old team, but they have good, bright young players coming. For sure, um, Andreas Anthony, see you. I love. Uh, he him. Can just he can fly, eh? You
0: yeah, I him, love he his game. Flies.
1: Um, so yeah, he he uh, he, something Anthony Mantha. We seen him scrap a little bit. He deserved to go with. Uh, <laughs> Simmons tonight that was that was I got a quote actually if you want to hear it
0: yeah sure
1: pretty interesting um so we know that it was dirty on Drew. like that on uh, Saturday afternoon like Drew was down on his knees there down near the corner and and Mantha hit him from behind it was dirty and there's no ifs fans or buts about it and I expected an answer like I expected something today and it didn't take very long into the game uh and I guess in warm-ups, Anthony Mantha said just after the game to like the Detroit media, he said, uh, Wayne Simmons asked him right before the National Anthem, and Wayne Simmons said, are you going to be a man? So <laughs> Anthony Mantha responded, this is his words after the game, Anthony Mantha responded, um, will that earn your respect? Well, the pair went the next shift. So I don't know if it earned any respect or not, but he was willing to go. And I think Mantha knew to get it out of the way right away. Let's get this over with and, and play hockey.
0: Yeah, and i got to kind of tip my hat to him. I mean, the play was dirty. I, I can understand almost uh, during the course of a game, your, your emotions are kind of running wild sometimes. And it, it's, it can be tough to keep them in check. And, and and maybe it's almost just a reaction, you know. He probably regretted it right after he did it, you know. Um but, Yeah, this game here, I actually applaud what he did. He came out, he got it out of the way. Um he he, he did his penance, you know, he made a mistake and he took the punishment for it. and he, he's he didn't do a bad job either. I wouldn't say he got beat up. He he, he stood his ground.
1: He he hung in there. I mean, oh, he yeah. lost the fight. Like he lost the fight. Simmons beat him up, but um yeah, he held his he held his own, I guess. Um The thing with him is he's a real he's a little bit reluctant to scrap now. Wow. Because he broke his, he's broken his hand twice, two years, uh, I guess, two times in the last three years. Wow. Um, with a in a scrap, he's broken his hands, or uh, I think it was his right both times. But he was he he was sidelined for about six weeks each time. Wow. Like you can't afford to have him out.
0: No, that's a shame. Just because
1: of a fight, right? So.
0: Yeah, and God, God forbid something would have happened to him tonight, like
1: uh, we know, were know, just it was our something
0: breath, <laughs> Yeah, but I I do have to give him credit for that. I mean, uh, you know, it's 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 really easy to be like, oh yeah, he got what he deserved, blah blah blah, and you know, maybe he did, but he owned up to it. He knew he did wrong, and and you know, he uh, he he stood up to Simmons like a man, I guess.
1: Yeah, I um, guess that was the answer anyway. Yeah, so um, I can respect
0: but yeah, that. yeah, he's, like an- he's another bright spot, right, for the wings, young. Uh, so that's
1: that's three, and they have like Dennis Cholowski, who was oh, up yeah. all year defenseman, 20 years old.
0: Did he play over uh, the it, weekend? I don't mean to cut you off. Did he play? Because I don't remember hearing his name.
1: No, they sent him down uh, just prior to the weekend. Uh, he was struggling a bit in his own zone, and they decided to let him go to the AHL, to Grand Rapids, to uh, work on some things. And we brought up uh, Philip Hronick, who played tonight. And he actually played pretty solid. Yeah, Pretty He's a physical young defenseman. But uh, Cholosky, uh, part of the problem with Cholosky, and that—that's something. He's playing with Jonathan Erickson, and Erickson was scratched tonight um, in favor of Hironik. But when you put Ch- like a young kid with Erickson, Erickson's a liability now. Like he's thirty-five, he's slow, he's big, um, he doesn't really do anything well anymore. <laughs> and, you know, like, yeah. you're, you're really putting a kid, like, put him with Cronwall or something, um, or Danny DeKaiser, or Nick Jensen, somebody that's reliable a little bit, more reliable, I should say, because um, Detroit doesn't have anybody back there that's really reliable. That's the problem with this team. Their, their defense core is just atrocious at times, but... Uh, you were kind of leaving the kid hanging out there to dry, like with Jonathan Erickson.
0: Yeah, we got so, a guy like that. Uh, did you see Andy McDonald's play tonight? Yeah. He, he must yeah. pass you the puck. <laughs> <I> <laughs> yeah, we, we got a guy like that for sure. I know exactly what you mean there.
1: So we do, but we do have, the, the Wings have some bright spots, but they do have a lot of uh, cleaning up to do in the next few years anyway with some of these old guys that are just hanging on, right, clinging. Like Jonathan Erickson – this not to be rude or
0: brash. No, nah, if you're going to be, this is the show to do it on, man. So <laughs> be my guest. <laughs>
1: um, he uh, he probably wouldn't be employed anywhere else. Yeah. Like, what does that tell you?
0: How, how much longer does he have over there? Does he have a couple years left on his deal?
1: Well, this year and next year Yeah. at uh, four and a quarter.
0: Yep. Sounds like the same uh, Andy McDonald for us. He's here for another year making $5 million passing you guys the puck.
1: Yeah. I know. <laughs> I see it every night too. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um so having said that, I mean, what what's the general feel out there uh with with your team? Are are you guys kind of patient? I mean, uh, I know you guys are huge hockey fans out there. Do you guys know that it's going to be a couple year thing or are you guys calling for moves to be made now? What what's it like out there?
1: Jim, is anybody ever patient anymore?
0: <laughs> Dude, I mean, I live in Philly, and I don't know what the word patience" means out here, especially when it comes to sports.
1: like society doesn't know what the word patience means anymore
0: so true, so true
1: um but yeah, it's they everybody wants to win now, and everybody wants everybody fired that's how that's how it is but uh it's gonna be a three four five year rebuild that's the truth like. You can't just, like, Rome wasn't built in the day. That's the old cliche. And uh, this team hung on. They they tried to rebuild on the fly. It didn't work. Ken Holland was very reluctant, and that's an understatement. He didn't want to buy in. He's very loyal, loyal to a fault. Um, He wants to re-sign his own instead of letting him walk. And I got an example that will ring a bell to your fans and yourself. I'm sure is Dan Cleary. Do you remember Dan Cleary?
0: Yeah, I remember Dan Cleary.
1: He was a long time Red Wing, and he had some success as a bottom six forward with the Wings. And he was like an intricate part of their their team. Like in the playoffs, he'd go out there, he'd bang the body. He was not like. Uh, a Bob Probert or anything like that. But he'd go out there, he'd muck it up, grind it up, and he could score. So, in I believe it was 2013, he had a conch, he was a free agent, he had a contract offer with your Flyers. And uh, I think it was a three-year deal, somewhere around $3 million a season. And Dan Cleary at the time was over the hill.
0: Sounds about right.
1: And... and Ken Holland made a side deal with this guy Because he didn't want to go Like, Dan Cleary didn't really want Not not to Philadelphia or anything Dan Cleary just didn't want to leave Metro Detroit Right. He was, his family was here He was at the end of his career You know, he didn't want to uproot his family and move He really didn't But the Wings didn't have the cap to sign him But Ken Holland Jim, Ken Holland just loved this guy like he was one of his guys apparently
0: somebody on the flyers did too my god
1: yeah (laughs) and, and Ken Holland goes and makes a side deal basically and says just hold off I'll sign you but I need to clear up some space first I need to vacuum the floors and then bring you in and fit you under the cap so that's like if that's not loyal to the to a fault, I don't know what is, and Dan Cleary absolutely did not produce. So you can thank us for that, like because that would have been <laughs> one of the bad contracts for you.
0: That sounds like I think that was uh Paul Holmgren that that is back in two thousand and thirteen. It sounds like a Paul Holmgren deal for sure.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah just trying to get like, the the tank's on empty, like but, but that's that's like that's Ken Holland though. And that's kind of wearing on this fan base and me and you know uh, it's hard to bash him because he's got three cups as a general manager and he's and you know the whole thing is oh Detroit bought their teams and that's fair but they didn't buy it in 08 they won it in the cap era so he does he he does have that on his resume so he has done some good things. But in the last ten, eight, eight to ten years, he's doing these Dan Cleary signings. He's signing guys like Thomas Tatar to long-term deals. I mean, uh, we robbed the bank there, moving him to. Oh uh, my
0: God! Yeah, I've used that pay. trade as an example uh, on many, uh, on a couple shows actually, and we'll get to trade uh, trade deadline stuff. But yeah, you but, guys, you guys got a haul for Tatar.
1: Yeah, first, second, and the third. Hell yeah. Uh, that that's huge. Hell yeah. But but he's signing like like I we mentioned Jonathan Erickson. He signed how does Jonathan Erickson get a six year deal? <laughs> like what is what did he do to earn a six year deal?
0: What's his cap hit? Four million a year, you said?
1: Yeah, four and a quarter. My Same God. with Justin Abdelkader. Uh, I mean, you you like his effort, you like the guy's effort. You kinda wanna root for the guy. He's a local kid. Hmm. So he's not a kid anymore, but he's He's got to be, I think he's about 30, 31. Yeah, that sounds and about right. He's, he's got five years left, that four and a quarter, and he's got five goals.
0: He's got five more years as of now? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I always he, thought he was a nice player, a hard-working guy, but I was pretty shocked when I saw he, he was getting four million for however many years, and now he's got five more left?
1: Yeah, he signed an extension, like a seven-year extension, and and not... Not to go too crazy here, but he was a benefit. He played on Pavel Datsuk's wing and when he was in. Mm. When Advocator had his best years, and his best years came right at that contract extension. So that that's another thing. He's a local kid, and uh, Ken and it, it's like he always brings in these local guys mm-hmm. to try and, uh, you know, find something, find some magic. And, I mean, uh, yeah, he's a nice uh, there's, player. No, there's no way he warrants it five-year deal,
0: seven-year deal, these guys. No. It's, there's only like, uh, I mean, if you're getting five, seven-year deals, you're probably the top three, four-player on your team. Uh, I don't yeah. know if I ever saw Abdelkader, that kind of guy. He's a nice player, Um, but playing with Pavel Datsyuk, I mean, he's going to make a lot of guys money. He was one of my, he was one of my favorite all-time hockey players. Yeah, he, that's who.
1: So crafty. So everything. He, he wasn't a great skater, but he glided along and he could just you know, dangle
0: and, uh, Oh my God, could he ever
1: stick handle in a phone booth, right? Yeah, he was great. So you just go to the net. Like Jim, me and you could score five goals. playing with <laughs> Maybe
0: you, I don't know about me, man. I you just ha- got to go
1: to the net and hopefully it hits you. Like
0: it yeah. might hit you and
1: go in. <laughs> yeah. Crawl, crawl if you can't skate, just crawl to the net.
0: Yeah. You can if bank one off he'll he'll my, my head, head, head or something. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> You're giving me too much credit there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 4. Okay, I'll
0: give you 4. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe 4. <laughs> um All right, so now we can get into to trade deadline a little bit. So what kind of rumors are flying around out there in Detroit and and what would you like to see specifically if if they can get something done? Uh
1: there, there's rumors floating. Uh Ken Holland wants a first round pick for uh Gus Nyquist and and Nyquist's having a good year. He's having uh, statistically his best season.
0: He's a nice player. Um,
1: yeah, he's a good winger. He's a he's a he's a rental. His con- his contract's up at the end of the year, so sh- there will be calls for him. Um, after that, it starts to get a little bit sketchy. Uh, Jimmy Howard's having a really good season, but taking that into consideration, most teams that are buyers already have a goaltender, a number one goaltender. So Ken Holland wants a first-round pick for Howard. And, again, he's a rental. He's having a really, really good season at 35, but he's 35. Um, how is a contender going to give up a first-round pick for an insurance policy?
0: Good, really good point. Thirty-five year old insurance policy. Yeah, that's only going to be around for a year.
1: Exactly. Like I don't think I think that's a little far fetched. Even though statistically, and he was the Wings all star and everything. And and honestly, when you look at his numbers, they'll kind of shock you. Um, I don't know about you After yesterday, you probably put a dent in it, giving up five. But um, but up to that point, he was he's been really really good and. To to be honest, a surprise for me. Like I didn't think he had that left in him. Um, so th- those are the two the two names that are really floating. But again, I don't see a first coming for Howard. Um, being that insurance policy, I actually had hope maybe the Flyers would be interested. Um, but this kid Carter Hart is something else.
0: Yeah, he really is. And and <laughs> we could get to him later in the show. We would take up an entire hour talking about him. Um, hey, i think he's completely changed his team um i have never seen a goalie like him in my life i'm i'm thirty one years old and I'm pretty sure it's well known the the flyers goalie struggles and I've never seen a guy like him in my life twenty year old kid doing what he's doing is it, it amazes me every time i watch him play um
1: sure, for sure
0: but there, yeah i mean there there were jimmy howard rumors uh, there were some people that wanted him out here um uh, Here's the thing: if the if the Flyers would have given up a first for him, and people would have been crying about that, um, so yeah, as you probably know, they made a move for Cam Talbot the other night, and they gave up Stolarz, and people were bitching about that. I'm like, oh my God, man! (laughs) Like Negadelfi, you can never make anybody happy over here. Um, I mean, there there was pluses and my uh, positives and negatives to the trade. Uh, people were wondering why they did a one-for-one one and why they didn't get anything back with Talbot. You know, the, the Oilers are in a little bit of cap uh, hell up there. They have some horrible contracts. and Basically, the Flyers took $4 million on for free and, and yeah. they even gave up a goalie who could be a restricted free agent at the end of the year. Yeah, it didn't really make a lot of sense, but supposedly uh, Carter Hart and Cam Talbot have some kind of personal relationship to where they're going to yeah. work together. So you know they, they, they,
1: they've they worked out right like they've worked out in the offseason right
0: together. right exactly
1: so that that kind of helps like that makes a little bit more sense right because camp Talbot has not had a good year and he didn't have a good year last year right so when i seen the move i was kind of like what's the catch here mm-hmm. like uh, and then you know you do a little research and you found out that i found out that they had worked out together and uh you know, he could be a little bit Talbot. I mean, could be a little bit of a calming presence when the bump in the, when the bump in the road's coming and it's going to come at some point. Right. You don't come in at 20 and just, just be the guy like, and have no adversity. He'll have some and he'll need somebody to lean on. Right.
0: Yeah. Hopefully Talbot's that guy because when, when that time comes, Philly can be pretty tough. And then, what I kind of try to remind people on uh on on my show is, you know, this kid he's very strong minded, strong-willed kid. He, he he represented all of Canada and the World Juniors. He he knows what pressure is. He he was born and bred for what he's doing. So I I kind of tell people that Philly is no big deal for him, man. I mean, he played for Team Canada. Like what's Philadelphia to Carter Hart, you know? Exactly. Um. So yeah. Hopefully, when that when that time comes, Cam Talbot. Hopefully, he's that guy. He's thirty one, thirty two years Thirty two years old, I believe. Um. Yep. You know, and he's not. Maybe he'll play twenty five, thirty games. Um. Hart. This was the first time I've seen him play back to back. Uh. Like literally back to back, Saturday and Sunday. Um yep. So I was kind of. Uh. I I wasn't sure how tonight was going to play out because I was against him starting tonight. Um, but the only other option, apparently, was Mike McKenna, and he's not, not that great. Um, no. <laughs> ended up working and, and, out, though.
1: And you know what? If if I'm a Flyers fan sitting here right now, I'm really impressed with the bounce back. Because you could really fall into a little bit of a shell there, giving up five, and oh, yeah. giving up four unanswered in the third period. Like, that could really you know, sent shocks through a young, a goaltender, and he rebounded today, and uh, he was sensational today.
0: Yeah, like, that's a really good really, point, actually. He
1: stole the game, really. He really he did. He had a little help from his friends, too, a couple of a couple of uh, goalposts, but I was really impressed with him today.
0: Yeah, he's like a machine back there. I, I, like I said, I've never seen a Flyers goalie like that. Usually, they're, they're getting their butts kicked by guys like that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean that that's nice to see. So go. So Gustav Nyquist and Jimmy Howard. You guys. Uh, that's the the biggest rumors out there so far.
1: That, that's the two. There's other guys like Thomas Vanek who's been on about a thousand teams. Right. He's not having a great season. He might get to, seven. He might get to eighteen. He might get to twenty goals. He, he scored twenty four last year. I think Detroit was expecting, um. A better year from him and and have him available to move I think they're going to be hard pressed to move him now um, he's on there Nick Jensen the defenseman's a pending UFA uh, he's basically free he makes under a million I think it's $813,000 uh, so Detroit's already paid 75% of that contract so he's really a free rental and he's putting he's playing 20 minutes a night right-handed shot he's a good skater um he's reliable he's a good penalty killer he's a shot blocking machine but he has for how good of a skater he is he is very very limited offensively Hmm. that's jensen and uh of course cronwall uh and i don't think cronwall's moving the lifetime he's a lifer he's a wing for life Um, but that's that's the other ufa
0: did I hear a couple weeks ago, he, he did he ask to be traded? No. Okay, so that uh, was a false rumor, probably.
1: Yeah, uh, Ken Holland said, like, he, because teams are calling about him, like, he's got a, he's a veteran, and obviously he's 39, uh, but he's reliable still, he's not really a liability or anything out there. Um, he would be a nice six for a contender, like, penalty killing six, and, uh. Basically, Ken Holland said it's up to Nicholas Cronwall if he wants to move or not. Mm. That might be what you heard.
0: Yeah, that could have been it. That could have been it. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a couple teams out there that could use a guy like him, in, like Montreal, Toronto, I'm sure you'd love that. Yeah. Um, they could definitely yeah. use him. He could still play, for sure. He could hold his own.
1: Yeah, like as a sixth defenseman, though. Like, But right. when you, you're Detroit's asking him to play 21 minutes. Like, you know, it's just not ideal right. for him. Mm-hmm. But Now they're talking about re-signing him though. Like or- originally, and that's disgusting. Like that's that's what we were talking about earlier. That's loyal to a fault. Yep. Like you got a 39 year old defenseman that makes 4.75 million, right? And you're 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 gonna get that off the cap, and you're talking about re-signing him because maybe he wants to play another year. Well, it comes to a point where like players move on like Dave Anderchuk left Toronto like people leave like Eric Lindros left Philadelphia mm-hmm. like you can like Ken Holland has a problem with letting his guys go and that's really wearing on this city
0: yeah you know what and and I think it is a tough situation it's kind of a shame because you know you respect the loyalty part um but as soon as I think when you're too loyal it it can hurt cuz guys start to get comfortable and and when, when one guy's comfortable, other guys think it's okay to, to be comfortable and it kinda spreads in in a locker room. And when you have a young locker room like uh or, or maybe you guys aren't so young, but you have players um like Cholowski or or Larkin, uh I would be afraid that that stuff could kinda creep into them a little bit, the the comfortability, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, for sure. And like you say, like Detroit they have a young it's a weird locker room because they have a whole bunch of guys that are in their mid-30s, mid-to-late-30s, and then they have a whole bunch of guys in their mid-20s. Like, it's a wide range. Like, their average age, I think, is 28, 28 and a half, um, which is old old for the league, mm-hmm. um, believe it or not. But it's it's a wide range. That's why they, they feel like an old team, but they do have a lot of young, like, players,
0: yeah, they really do. I was gonna say they have a young locker room, but then I'm like, oh wait a second, like it's not that young. But yeah, they they have like a it is kind of split, that's interesting. Yeah. Um so talking about next week, next Monday, what is your ideal move? What would you like to see the Red Wings do on this team? If it was your team, what would you do?
1: Uh I would definitely be shopping Nyquist, um and I would get a first round pick. I actually wrote an article this morning, or published it this morning, and uh, Boston, I feel like, is a perfect fit for him.
0: Mm-hmm, for uh,
1: sure. Boston just lost Pasternak, as you know. Yep. He, I don't know what the hell happened. He fell after, uh, what What was it, like a benefit dinner?
0: Yeah, it sounded like I a fractured had, finger or something I don't like know that. if he
1: had a few ginger ales or something, but he, <laughs> fell. he fell on the way out and broke his thumb, and he's like out for a long time, I guess. Um. And Bob McKenzie on the NHL Network said Boston was interested in a winger before the Pasternak injury. So to me, I'm like, Gustav Nyquist is like a perfect fit there. He really is. He's a rental. He's a rental. He's reliable. He hasn't had that much playoff success, which kind of hurts him. But he's having a career year, um, you know. After Matt Duchesne and Mark Stone, I believe that Nyquist should be the most desirable player, desired player, um, but uh, I don't know, like, TSN has uh, a lot of guys ahead of him, which kind of, and one of them is Wayne Simmons.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I'm a little, and I'm surprised by that, but go ahead, I'll let you finish your uh, your your thought there.
1: Yeah, but I, I like Simmons and I like Kevin Hayes is another one, and uh, they're big bodies, right? Mm-hmm. And they're they do different things, but Nyquist is having a better statistical year. I know you need bigger power forwards in the playoffs and when things start to get rough, uh, but I was a little surprised. I like Simmons, and I was a little surprised to see him
0: so far. Higher. Yeah
1: yeah he's not having a great year like sixteen goals twenty five something like that points
0: yep just about sounds right. I got it right here actually he's got yeah sixteen goals twenty seven points that's if he didn't that's if he didn't score any tonight. I don't think he did
1: no so yeah, and Nyquist is about forty nine Nyquist didn't play tonight he had the flu, i guess uh, uh, but uh but yeah he's got forty nine
0: and he's a he's a nice player. I think he could really help somebody out in the... You know, if if Boston's looking to replace a guy like like Pasternak at least for now, I think Nyquist could definitely play with uh, Bergeron and Marchand. Uh, yeah, they have. For a, sure. I think they have an okay second line. It, it, I I I can't remember off the top of my head. I think it's like Krejci, Debrusk and, and one other guy, maybe Dan yep. Heinen, something like that. Yep. But he he could definitely help them out. I don't know there's been talk uh, about Wayne Simmons going there and. You know, I could see him in a Boston uniform, but, you know, I don't think that Boston's going to want to give up a first-round pick for him, whereas a guy like Nyquist, I think who I think, he's a lot younger than Simmons. How old is Goose, Is Nyquist? Nyquist is
1: uh, 29-ish. He's oh. not 30 yet. Okay. He's 28, 29,
0: yeah. Yeah, Simmons is 30, but the way he's played, he, he plays a little bit, you know, he's got some wear and tear on that body for sure. Um so I it could make a little bit more sense for them to go after Nyquist and you know there's been other teams linked to Simmons uh like the Jets uh who else do we have here the the Avalanche were for a little bit the the Tampa Bay Lightning have been linked to him. Um you know like some of those teams like that that are going to need a guy like Wayne Simmons when they go up against the Washington Capitals let's say. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean it, it it should be interesting to see what what goes down. Uh, I think the Red Wings could absolutely get a first round pick for Nyquist. He's a really he's a nice player. He's fun to watch.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I think they should too. And I mean, if I'm Ken Holland and, and say he can't get a first round pick for him, you can't really afford when you're rebuilding to just burn him, like burn his contract. Like you have to deal him. Mm-hmm. Like that's my opinion. That's my approach. Like if you can't get a first, settle for a second. Or a combination of a second and a fourth. Right. Or a second and a prospect. Or, you know, like I don't think when you're rebuilding you can just allow your UFAs that have value to just be wasted.
0: Hundred percent agree. I mean look what they look what you guys did last year with Tatar, first, second and the third, like that's a friggin' steal man. Somebody yeah. out there is going to pay was, off. He,
1: he had term, right? Like, that was a big part of it. That's true, he yeah. Had term left. But, but still, that was a huge, like, that was, that was highway robbery. Like, yeah. I think, like, he's having an okay year in Montreal now. But, yeah, like, Vegas gave up a one, two, and a three, and they flipped them right away.
0: Yep. Like, yeah, for anyway. Yeah. But, um,
1: yeah, what, what, what's going on with you guys? Like, why are you trying to move Simmons? Just because he's a UFA? Like, you guys might be you think you're gonna squeak in?
0: Well, here's the thing. So the Flyers ha they're a young team. They have a lot of guys uh coming up this off season they have to re sign. Uh, Scott Lawton, Travis Sanheim, uh Ivan Provorov. uh I know I know I'm missing somebody here. They, there's like four or five guys that they have to re sign and, and I think if they if they could sign Simmons for for less, maybe like a three year deal for three, four million, um, then they would. But he's probably gonna get paid. Um I've been reading lately a lot of scouts are kinda of down on Simmons, so I'm not sure if maybe uh Fletcher's gonna change his tune a little bit with that, because maybe he's not getting what he what he thought he could get. Um but since he is a, a UFA, they are I mean, most fans want him traded. Even though he's beloved over here, he's uh, uh he bleeds orange and black, he's a typical flyer, you know, he can score on the power play. Uh, you can drop the gloves, you can play physical, he's a leader in the locker room, that kind of thing. Um, it just doesn't look like they can fit him in, with, with, especially with all the guys that have to re-sign, and I think that's the major key, because if you give Simmons what he's ultimately going to want, which I think he can get 5 six million on the on the market, uh, I don't think the Flyers should sign him for that much, and if they do, it, sh- it should only be a two-year deal, something like that, where... You know, they can let him go. Um yeah. But I think if they get locked into a, another long-term contract with them, they're, they're going to get burned. Big yeah. time.
1: Especially when you're in your 30s, right?
0: Yeah. And, and like I said, the yes. way he plays is... Five years. Yeah. He he plays like he's a little... Like, he, he's definitely lost a step. And he got pretty beat up last year. I think he had a, a hip surgery. Um He had, like, five different surgeries through the course of last year. I, I think a lot of us forget that this year, but... Um, he just looks a step slow. He's uh, and I don't put much stock into the plus minus, but uh, he's minus 14 for the year. Uh, his goal production's a little bit down. His power play production's a little bit down. Usually, I think he's near the top of the league in power play goals. This year, he's only, he only has five. Um, yeah. He and, and believe it or not, he doesn't even really fight anymore. Not that you know, I know fighting's kind of going away in the league, um, but he might have three this year tops. Like this was rare tonight that he dropped the gloves. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: they're trying to phase it out, right? But it still has a little bit of a purpose, and and uh, it was nice. It was like refreshing to see these guys. You know, there was even tonight, not to go backtrack or anything, but there was a reason to go. They went, and it, and was, it was we tough. love it. Like we love that.
0: Yeah, it's like a respect thing, you know. If you, if, you know, if it was somebody on our side that did something like that. I would expect to see it, you know, from you guys. Uh, It it just comes down. I kind of like the idea, and I could do a whole, we could do a whole other show about this. I mean, if you ever want to come back on. um, (laughs) I kind of like the idea about the players kind of policing themselves. Uh, I don't know if you heard last week there was a game against the Penguins where Malkin completely did a a baseball swing uh, at 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 one of our players' heads. And like... And, and part, I think part of the reason why he feels so comfortable, and maybe comfortable is the wrong word, but he was so quick to react like that is because he knew that... I mean, the game is not the same. And, and, like, he didn't have to answer to anybody. I'm sure, I'm sure come Saturday night, you know, I would imagine that someone's going to step up, but I can't see Malkin dropping the gloves with a guy like Simmons or anything like that, you know? And then, no. And then to give him a one-game suspension for something like that, when he's kind of... I don't know if you pay attention to the, to the Penguins stuff like that as much as I do over here, but I mean, he he's every time I watch him play, he's he's dirty. I don't mean the I don't mean the changes to to Penguins and Malkin, but he he's a dirty dude, man. Yeah. You know well,
1: that he, was just disgusting. Like that was ridiculous. Oh my god! That baseball swing, like I don't know what he's even thinking. I, like could, he could have took the guy's head
0: off. Exactly. Could you imagine if if he actually connected? And their the whole argument was. You know, he, he missed him. And I'm like, well, what if he hit him, you know? Yeah, what about intent? What about intent? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, if you don't just swing a stick, you know, I'm going to miss him. But I'm going to, yeah, whatever. So that, that whole thing made me nuts. And then for him to only get one game was kind of like a smack on the wrist, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll move on from that a little bit there. But, yeah, I think fighting definitely still has a place in the game. Um, the referees can only do so much. It, it The players need to respect each other out there. And, and that's why I'm glad to see it um so yeah if you want to talk flyers a little bit uh i have in front of me here the flyers in their last 14 games are 12-1-1 uh they've gone from 16-23-6 to 28-24-7 over the course of those 14 games um and and for me and you can tell me what i'm i'm not sure if you followed any of the flyers you know out there but for me the biggest difference has been the coach um, They went from Dave Haxtall, who over here we refer to as a mannequin. He, he always looks the same on the bench. Uh, He, he never really moved. <laughs> he had never showed emotion, any kind of emotion whatsoever, which in in a city like Philadelphia, that's a big no-no. Because, um, you know, we're pretty passionate out here. We like to see some fire, some edge to your game. Um, And he just didn't bring that, so on a team with young kids also I mean they need to be coached up and and he kind of just wasn't talking to anybody he would punish you if you did something wrong he put you in the press box stuff like that um so seeing a guy like Scott Gordon come up uh, for me it's refreshing he seems like a, a a player's coach you could see him actively coaching up guys on the bench all game long um he keeps things light which I love and then obviously Carter Hart uh, almost instantly when he came up the Flyers I think once once cam Talbot uh gets a start, they'll break the record for most goalies used in a season. I think it's eight which, yep, I've seen that yeah yep. yeah, so that that's pretty amazing, so almost instantaneously when Carter Hart came up, um I know as a fan you know with some some of these other goalies anytime a an opposing team would take a shot, I would flinch because it might go in, um, yeah, you know exactly, <laughs> so and
1: I wonder if it's more Carter Hart. Like I don't, I, I don't really know Dave Haxtall, right? Like, I, I think he's a little bit as like a guy, an onlooker. I think he's a little bit better of a coach than maybe Flyers fans think or want to think.
0: Careful, um, careful, Bob wow.
1: I know, I know. <laughs> I, I I don't think he's great or anything. Let's let's backtrack a little bit. <laughs> no, right. go ahead, Tor, keep
0: going. I'm Tor Tor, just kidding.
1: I don't think he's great or anything, but I don't think he was. A hundred percent the problem. Um, I'm not going to start bashing Ron Hextall or anything because then I know everybody will come and get me.
0: No, no, but, go ahead. Because I think uh, it's it, it was kind of split 50-50. There's a couple articles that came out about here, kind of how he was running things behind, uh, behind the scenes. So uh, go ahead and, and, and give your true thoughts.
1: Like, I think he kind of ran the franchise a little bit how he played. And if, I don't know if that makes any sense, but he's sort of um, a knee-jerk reaction kind of a guy. He would, I, I felt like he would always try and put a band-aid a problem, like band-aid a problem and then overreact. That was just my opinion. Like I thought he kind of overreacted often with roster moves and player personnel and everything. Um, but as soon as Carter Hart came on like you said something clicked and I know the Flyers didn't want to rush him the organization didn't want to put all this pressure on him right away um but he's responded and I found it interesting um you said you haven't seen a guy like him right right but you know what I thought as I'm watching him the last few days I kind of uh when he came up I kind of bought into the hype as just a hockey fan i want to see this kid everybody's talking about him not just philly like the, he, everybody was talking about this kid highly decorated in junior highly decorated all the way through like you said um and his numbers are crazy and they reflect Carey price when he was 20 yep so when you take Carey Price, and not to put too much pressure on Carter Hart, ah, oh, dude, it's already
0: there. It's already there. <laughs>
1: when when you when you compare yourself or somebody compares you to Carey Price, that is a really really nice compliment. Um, and his numbers are really similar. Like Carey Price, now he's played half the games. Carey Price in his rookie year played like forty games. But his save percentage was like nine twenty and his goals against were about two and a half, which are which is outstanding. Um and Car I don't have it in front of me, but and I, I know the five goal game might um, alter it a little bit, but not enough. But his save percentage was around nine two five hard and his goals against the average were probably two
0: point six. Let me see if um, I can bring it up here
1: through twenty starts. Like that is almost a carbon copy of Carey Price at the same age.
0: Yeah, so uh, I don't I don't think this is including tonight's game. He's got nineteen games started, uh, twelve six and one, two point six two goals against, with a point nine two one save percentage, even after yeah. yesterday.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that's that's crazy. Like that that is like uh
0: Twenty year old kid t-
1: he the Flyers will go where Carter Hart takes him. That's my opinion. Not, I love Claude Jeroo and everything. I think Claude Giroux paces the offense, but this this kid in net, I think um uh, I think he I think he brings confidence to the rest of the team now too. I think they're responding to his play.
0: Hundred percent agree. Couldn't agree with you more actually. Um, I had it written down right here. You, you mean he took my next topic? I mean, it, it's it's just what he's done. I mean, uh, it's amazing for me to see a twenty-year-old kid bring this kind of calmness, composure, and and have it spread to the rest of the team. That's the most amazing thing to me. I mean, his stats are pretty gaudy. His stats are amazing, but the mark that he's leaving, the impression that he's leaving, he's changing the attitude of an entire roster of of men. As a kid, which yeah. I, I just think – I can't express how much uh, – I mean, it's just amazing. I've never seen it in my life.
1: Like think of playing though. Like you're out there playing and your opponent comes in on a like an odd man rush and they're scoring more often than it's, it's being stopped. It really brings a bench down. It brings your team down. All of a sudden when those two-on-ones start getting stopped – you're, you, you lift the confidence of your whole team. It's almost as if they sit there, not take it for granted. That's not the right word or term, but it's almost as if they're like, "Oh, Carter will make a stop, and we'll go back down, and we'll get our chance, and blah blah blah." Like that is huge oh, for yeah. a team.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I mean, we. I don't know if have you ever played? You played hockey growing up.
1: Uh, a little bit.
0: Okay. Nothing like. Nothing like
1: uh, too yeah. impressive
0: yeah I yeah yeah impressive. same here so I mean playing in a game my, my brother's a goalie and he's pretty damn good I mean he makes some pretty crazy saves so if, if teams coming down for your example coming down to a two on one and and he robs the other team in your mind you're like okay now I gotta get one back for him he saved my ass now I gotta go get one and it kind of gives you a little bit of an extra jump a little bit extra juice as opposed to damn he just gave up another one are you kidding me you know? Yeah,
1: and, and the players will never say it, you know, but they'll think it, like they might mumble it to themselves, but they're not going to tell the goalie. Like, you know, the like like Michael it's not going to come back to the bench and you're not going to say, like, oh, come on, like you should have had that. Like, <laughs> you're just going to leave it, right?
0: Like, yeah. But now
1: that they play, you play to it. Like they're playing through Carter Hart and it's really impressive to watch. Like I, I enjoy watching it.
0: I I'll tell you this right now. I mean, I mentioned that they've been uh one one in their last fourteen. They're nowhere close to that without Carter Hart. Not even close. They they might they might have only won five games out of that, if if that. He's stolen a lot of games for them. And if not stolen, he's the reason why, you know, they've played well in front of him. Um
1: For sure.
0: Yeah, so they and
1: even tonight he had a little mishap early. Uh, the, the puck came out he, he gave it away behind the net. I don't know. That's
0: if right. He, I remember that if he, if he caught it and
1: it led to a Detroit chance and he was scrambling to get back into the net and uh, I don't know which wing forward it was but he slid it. Uh, I think it was a backhander through and it kind of got through Hart, and it it uh, hit the far goal post and uh, he was so calm cool. They asked him about that after the game I saw and uh He said, like he was so calm, like even in the interview, basically, like, well, like I gave it up and I'm gonna try and uh, calmly get back into the net without scrambling around and, you know, making another mistake. I just got to get back here and try and keep it out, and it it did. Like that, that tells you a lot about his personality, right?
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he seems like a pretty, he seems like a good kid. He doesn't have a big head, um, which is refreshing, because you know, for. For example, a guy like Nolan Patrick, not that he has a big head, but uh, he's kind of the opposite of Carter Hart, you know? Um, he's kind of what you expect from an athlete, a young athlete, you know what I mean? Whereas Carter Hart, he just seems like a good kid. He's got a good head on his shoulders, and he's just here to play hockey, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: So it's cool to see. Um, so I mean, that's that's pretty much all I have here for topics. Uh, we're about 53 minutes in um did you want to shoot any plugs out there before we wrap up Bob?
1: well if you uh if your uh, listeners want to ever check out octopus thrower um i write uh i'm the site expert for octopus uh I, it's a fan-sided site like you would mentioned and uh sometimes i provide next to nothing but sometimes i try and uh, keep
0: things interesting well, I'll definitely be sure to be looking out for some content, man. It, it's, it was awesome having you on. I really enjoyed talking to you. It was easy to talk to you. Uh, for those listening, me and Bob, we've talked for the first time five minutes before the show started. I feel like I've known him my whole life. <laughs> so, uh, Bob, it was really really a treat to have you on. I really appreciate you coming on, and hopefully the, the wings out there can uh, turn it around a bit for you guys, or, or lose for Hughes, whichever you prefer. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Jim. I appreciate it. Yeah, so hopefully we'll talk soon, and uh, you guys can find me on the Angry and Negative Show coming up. Uh, I think we're going to be Wednesday this week, and then uh, FHW Radio Thursday. We're going to have Jamie Basco on there, so be sure be sure to turn in, tune in, and uh, we'll talk soon. Let's go, Flyers.